0: Let's start. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope everybody is okay. I ask, that's a local joke. If you're not in the class this morning, you've missed the total context and hilarity of that joke. So this morning we're continuing in Colossians chapter 1. Again, let me say this. Thank you for being here. I want you to, if I don't say it now, I'll forget, next week, believe it or not, and I've almost finished all the notes unless the Lord just really changes it, next week will be in verses 11 to 14. Can you imagine that? 11 to 14. And at the end of verse 13, I want you to see a little prepositional phrase, What? is a prepositional phrase in light i-n-l-i-g-h-t you'll see that i'm sorry in at the end of verse uh, uh, 11 or 12 is it yeah 12 i think it is 12 you see in light i want you to think of that because typically what happens when we read these small phrases like that He's qualified the saints in light you know and, and so we move along but the word in light and i don't want to take a whole lesson on this although i'm not sure if that's what's going to happen <laughs> but in light has major revelation ramifications that if we're not careful and if we're not looking at the entire context of the word of god from the old to the new testament comprehensively we will miss and it is a major theme in the new testament and in the old testament so i I just want you to read these verses 11 to 14 for next week and obviously look at the construction of what paul is saying but when you get to that little prepositional phrase in light look at it carefully and think what does the Bible have to say about light? And I think if you think this way, because this is the way we should think when we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit hopefully will begin to give you or enlighten you in a much larger way. And so let me give you a hint. Go back to Genesis chapter 1 and think about in light. And think about Paul's conversion. And think about who Jesus is and what he says about himself, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we'll get a much larger understanding of that little phrase. But this morning we continue. Father, thank you so much for your word. It is incredible. Father, every time we read this word, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What an enormously great God you are, that you, for our sake, to fulfill your grand purpose, have become a man of the Lord Jesus, to suffer the lowest place, the greatest degradation, so that we might be taken to the highest place and be given the greatest exaltation in Him. What a God in Jesus name amen well this morning we've been discussing as you well know verse 10 that we may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord remember fully pleasing bearing fruit and increasing in the knowledge of God you remember that was verse 10 and having said all of that that we said in verse 10 We should this morning be asking ourselves how in the world can i walk this way how can such a walk occur in me and so paul gives the answer in verse 9 and then he continues the answer in verses 11 to 14. so this morning we're going to look at verse 9 again and you remember what paul has prayed in verse 9. paul remember and we've talked about this before in lesson 5 we went through it very quickly I'm going to go back and replow the ground from a different perspective Paul prays for this church he could have prayed a number of things but it's extremely important and significant to see what he prays why because his prayer for the church is the prayer of the Holy Spirit for all believers so this is not just a man praying for a church but this is God himself expressing his great desire and burden and purpose for all believers through this man's prayer. So what does he say in verse 9? I pray that you be what? Be filled with the knowledge of God's will, comma, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Would you incorporate this as a daily prayer for yourself and for this church and for the body of Christ? Would you incorporate this? Would you memorize it? Write it down. Father, this morning as I wake up, I pray for myself. I pray for my friends in Christ. I pray for the members of Lakeview Christian Center. Father, I pray for the body of Christ that you be filling us with a knowledge of your will today in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That is a comprehensive prayer. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't pray anything else. But I believe what it does mean is that all else that we pray is within the context and an outworking of this particular prayer of Paul. And so what we're going to do is talk about four key words in this prayer in order to better understand what is Paul really asking God to do because this prayer is God's prayer and God's burden for the church so that the church will fulfill our having been recreated in Christ in the image of God so that we can walk in a manner worthy and remember what walk means None of us can do this unless this prayer become effective and real and working in our lives. So there are four key words. I pray that you be filled with the knowledge, what is knowledge of God's will, in all spiritual, what is spiritual, what is wisdom, and what is understanding. So let's go through this this morning, we'll get through it in one day, and we'll see something better of what Paul is asking. Because, again, what happens regularly in our reading the Bible is we read this, these passages, these commands. The, we read all of this, and we don't take the time to try to receive from the Holy Spirit. How does this work out, James? I mean, be filled with all the wisdom of, you know, I mean, God's will and all spiritual wisdom. and under, What does that mean? How does it practically work out there is a very practical step-by-step working out here that Paul wants us to know that the Holy Spirit wants us to know through Paul so his requests contain four key words that taken together answer the question how can I walk worthy how can I do this how can any person do this so let's look at the words first the word knowledge he says that you be filled with the knowledge he said that you be what filled with the knowledge he doesn't say get a little bit of knowledge he says that you be filled permeated controlled by dominated living in the context continually of the knowledge of God's will so be filled remember be filled with the Holy Spirit a lot of people love to talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit and we love to talk about that but it is a word of control it is a word, remember, of someone filled with alcohol is under the control of alcohol. So be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Be under the control of the knowledge of God's will. So what is the word knowledge here? The word is epinosis, it's epi and gnosis. Okay, it's those two words. It is a knowing, and I'm going to change a little bit of your notes because when Evan made these notes Friday and I went back Saturday morning, I felt the lord wanted to reconstruct some of this so some of the notes will be a little different some of the uh references of scriptures will be a little different i just felt to do it a little differently and uh, i don't apologize for it i'm just sorry that evan isn't available to me 100 percent of the time but that's just i mean he has you know he's a daddy now i mean can you imagine that (coughs) so epinosis it is a knowing as a result of personal involvement it is a relational knowing that produces relational, personal interaction. It is a personal, relational knowledge that produces rela- personal relationship. It is never disconnected from personal relationship. This word knowing has to do with knowing something or someone personal, personally that produces a personal interaction. It is not just the acquiring of knowledge. I know that color, I know that, I know know things, but this is becoming involved with that thing, if you would, that we know, which obviously becomes a personal thing because I'm not really interacting and personally involved with the color on this wall. I mean, it just doesn't do that for me, and hopefully none of you are. Remember what Jesus said in John 10, 14 to 15. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. What does that mean? I personally know my own people. I know my people. Now, this is the word gnosko, but epinosis, again, is just a different way of putting that same thing. We're not going to go into what epi means and all that. so just take that for what it is. I know my sheep, I know my own. I what? I have a personal knowledge of them. I just don't know. Linda is going to be one of my sheep. and your Patrick is going to be a shepherd, a, a sheep of mine. And Justin is gonna, and that's not what he says. He says, yes, I know you individually, but I know you personally. and this knowledge that God has of us personally is of us before we're even created right? This is not a personal knowledge that just happened when we got boned again. This is God's eternal decree of elective knowledge and relationship. I know you personally. I know every dot and tittle about you. I know everything you are, what you will be, what you will not be, where you will go, where you won't go, what you will think, what you will not think. I know everything absolutely completely about you. It's that kind of a knowledge. So when God says, I know you, what does that mean? You known, you fully known, and forever known. And he says, my own, know me. Why do we know him? Because we are known of him as a result of him knowing us personally. Therefore, he gives us the ability, creates in us the ability to now know him in a personal, relational way. So we know him, why? Because we are first known by him. He does not know us because we first know him. We know him because he first knows us. I think there's another scripture that says something about God first loved us and then we loved him. Somebody said that in somebody's letter. And you'll have to look that one up. You see, for this is love. Not that we first loved God, but that he what? He loved us. He loved us. I know my own therefore my own know me you see it's that family thing okay it's that family thing this is the word that Paul is using that you may know be filled with the knowledge know God's will he says just as the father knows me personally the father knows the son and I personally know the father so we have been incorporated into the most dynamic an incredible fellowship of knowledge and relationship that exists and ever will exist anywhere at any time forever. We have become part of that. Why? Why? Not because I said yes to Jesus, but because he has known me and he has known you. Amen? And he knew us while we were still sinners remember Romans 5 while we were still sinners Christ knew us doesn't say it quite that way but that's what that means so Jesus equates the knowing with eternal life remember in John 17 3 for this is eternal life John 17 3 that they may know have a personal relation with you that they may know you who alone are the true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent So knowing God is eternal life. There are various terms here that mean the same thing. Because God's will is revealed only in his word, where do we know God? Only through the word, amen? We cannot know God apart from his word. Can you say amen to that? Because there are people in this world who think that spirituality means knowing God in their own way and through their own activities. It is spirituality, but it is the spirituality of a demonic activity of the world through the God of this world. It is spiritual. Never say to somebody, that isn't spiritual. Yes, indeed, it's spiritual. It's called the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of this world, the spirit of the enemy. Certainly, it's a spiritual thing but the people of god know god spiritually only one way through his word and so god is because he's revealed only in his word to know god's will we must have a personal relationship and interaction with god's word Now that makes it different than just I got to read my word today because I have to read at least a chapter a day and I'm going to be like, Bill, why not? I'm going to read at least 10 psalms a day and a little bit of revelation and I'm going to do that. Well, that's fine. But you see, what's happening here as we read the word of God, we are experiencing or should be experiencing a personal involvement relationship with God through his word. This is the driving reason why we are in the Word. Why? Because I have to get so many verses under my belt every day, Mary? No. So I can know this God and experience experience His knowledge of me in a greater and more controlling and more comprehensive way. It is through the Word. So what does that say to you? It says this. And I know this sounds dogmatic, but you have to just put it where you want to. If you are not reading your word regularly at a certain time, hopefully, hopefully, but going through your word systematically and regularly, you are not getting from God what Jesus died to give us in the fullness you have to be reading your word so if you're here this morning and you're realizing i have not been reading my word stop it stop sinning and start doing what god wants you to Stop sinning and do what god wants you to read your word read your word not sporadically but read it regularly every day Make an appointment with God at a particular time and start reading through the word. Amen? Read your word. I make no apologies for that. Now, remember in, uh, here I am, John's relationship, our relationship with the word is what this knowing is. We must know God's will in order to know God, God's word in order to know God's will. Remember John 5, 39. Jesus said you search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life you know you're reading the scriptures oh you're reading the scriptures he tells the pharisees but it is they the scriptures that bear witness about me yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life what was the problem the pharisees knew the content every dot and tittle and mark of the word they knew the content of the word of god but they did not know the god of the word They knew the word of God, but they did not know the God of the word. So let's be a people who not only know the word of God, but we know it in a way that we are knowing the God of the word. Here, listen to this promise about knowing God's will. Remember, knowing God's will is a result of knowing God's word, correct? You got that? 1 John 5, 14. Some of you may have heard this. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, toward God. That if we ask anything according to his will, where is his will revealed? In his word. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, what an audacious statement. In whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we ask of him. You know what that says that says that john believes by the inspiration of the holy spirit that we should be walking in the will of god through the knowledge and a personal relationship with god in his word that whatever we ask we'll know whether it's his will or not and when we know it's his will we can ask it and we will have that request audacious don't you find that audacious that's a bold statement spiritual that you may be filled with the what knowledge of god's will in remember these prepositions it's en in the location it's locative in locative instrumental by the instrumentality of it's in the location of the spirit and by the spirit in what all spiritual let's look at the word spiritual it's the word pneumatikos it has to do with the pneuma it has to do with the breath the breathing of god it is a word for spirit it, preta- it means pertaining to the holy spirit in the realm of the spirit remember what romans 5, 15 27 ephesians 1 3 spiritual blessings first corinthians two thirteen, spiritual truths and so when we're talking about these kinds of terms spiritual connected with blessings and truth and god's will and god's activity when the word is talking about that it's talking about the presence and activity of the holy spirit so spiritual truths of those truths is that truth which is communicated to and applied to us and worked out of us by the spirit spiritual blessings or those blessings That are ours by the instrumentality or the application of the work of the holy spirit in me so that's what that has to do with so when paul says spiritual he means of and by the holy spirit all of god's work must be by the spirit if it is to be according to god's will okay all of god's work why If it's not by the Spirit, it is not God's work. And if it's not God's work, it is not according to God's will. Do we get this? This is pretty clear, isn't it? Only that which is accomplished in us and through us by the instrumentality of His Spirit is considered by God to be according to His will to produce His work. This is what faith is our cooperation with the activity of the Holy Spirit. So when my faith, having been given to me as a gift by the Spirit, Ephesians 2.8, is active, I am joining my heart, my knowledge, my will to the Holy Spirit as he is changing me and transforming me and conforming me to the image of Christ. And as he leads in my life, I am learning how to be walking. Remember, walk in a manner worthy with the Holy Spirit. And as I am walking with the Holy Spirit, the deeds of the Spirit are being accomplished in my life or in your life, in our lives. And those deeds are always according to God's will because they have been generated by the Holy Spirit at his, as he has been teaching us his word as we have been submitting to reading the word. Do we see this? Do we see the tight, tight, tight interaction here? These are not individual things. This is a comprehensive thing that we're talking about. We've just isolated aspects, but this is a comprehensive thing. All of God's, well, 827, the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God now intercession here doesn't only mean prayer but that's specifically what paul is talking about but intercession is standing before god on our behalf representing us in this risen man and getting from the father if you would but the mind of the spirit knows the mind of god the will of god is known by the holy spirit so it's one will and he gives us that will that he knows about why because we are in that risen man and wh- that's the will we walk in all of the work of god's will in us must be carried out by the spirit romans eight thirteen 13 14 if by the spirit you see what he says if because sometimes it ain't if in our life it's by the flesh now let me ask you this before i continue what decisions have any of us made today yesterday a week ago for the last month six months whatever what major decisions have we made think about some of the decisions you've made are they by the spirit is that the holy spirit leading you to do that to say that to go there to not don't go there to be this way not to be this way to buy that not to whatever is that the holy spirit or is that just something you wanted to do you say well if i wanted to do it, it must be the spirit but well, sometimes it is that way but we assume a lot on god don't we don't we assume a lot on god well i'm gonna join that covenant group because i like i hate to use this example i like mike battle and, and and you know I, and i'm friends with him i'm gonna join the covenant group i, I should have gone to phil's but i, I like mike battle better so <laughs> so you know and phil's this way and i like Mike. i just relate to mike better Holy Spirit just told you that it could be because you see if we're making these decisions apart from the Holy Spirit it's not God's will it's the work of the flesh it's opportunity for the enemy you say don't be so loud loud you haven't heard loud yet if by the spirit spiritual if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. That doesn't mean the gross, nasty, filthy things. It means a whole lot of stuff in our life. In fact, it means everything, doesn't it? We're right now in the middle of psi. When I look at it, it says I, yes, I, I is. And we're making decisions about covenant groups, we're making decisions about going here, doing that, being a part of that not being a part of this moving over there by the spirit by the spirit by the spirit make the decision if by the spirit you put the death the deeds of the body you will live all who are led by the spirit who are spiritual are the sons of god so paul prays that the church is filled with the personal knowledge of god's will by the spirit of god through the word of god did you get that Paul's praying that the church be filled with the personal knowledge of God's will by the Spirit through the Word of God. I want to know God's will. I want to know God's will. Well, certainly, you know how you know God's will? Get into your Bible, start reading your Word, and ask the Holy Spirit to regenerate your mind in a greater way, transform you, make your will more compatible to God's will, and guess what? God's going to tell you what it is. Huh? Wisdom wisdom the word is sophia sophie sophia it's insight and understanding into divine issues that includes the idea of practical application if there is a day i can't say this day is more than any other day we need not only to know god's will which we get by the spirit through the word remember personal inaction. but now that we are beginning to know that will of god we're beginning to have personal interaction and involvement and fellowship and relationship with god through his Word. i'm beginning to know this god of mine and he begins to tell me things i now have to begin to know how to do it how many of us have known what to do but we really messed it up because we didn't do it in very much wisdom you see when to do it but we messed it up and all that we need wisdom it's that ability to know and to deal spiritually spiritually by the spirit with people and their circumstances in such a way as to achieve apply walk in god's will it is a personal application of God's will. Is that one of those things out there, oh, he's wise, and oh, you know, kind of theory. No, it is a very practical, this is how you put your shoes on kind of a thing. Spiritual says you put your left shoe on your left foot, your right shoe on your right foot. Now, some of you may be thinking, ah, that's the reason I'm having trouble walking. Well, there's a spiritual wisdom for you this morning. <laughs> Paul prays that the church will be given all spiritual wisdom that that this will of god that is being made known by the spirit through the word is now to begin to be applied in all spiritual wisdom spiritual by the spirit and the wisdom of god that this word this will that i know of god may be become practically active in my life how can it become practically active only by wisdom only by wisdom They'd be given all spiritual wisdom, the wisdom that belongs uniquely to God himself. Only God's wisdom. I don't know, did I give you 1 Corinthians 1, 21 and 24 some references, Ephesians three ten. Okay, why? So they will know how to live out or apply God's will in God's way according to God's time through God's means. you get that did i put that in your notes you need god's wisdom why to know how to apply god's will according to god's way according to his time and according to his means okay sometimes we jump way ahead of god well i know it's god to do it well, okay let's say it is you know, was it god's will for jesus to to raise Lazarus. Did you see the movie? Did some of you, you know what I'm talking about? Where is that contained? Rising of Lazarus. What book? Does anybody know where Lazarus' resurrection is? John what? 11. Now look, look, friends, I want to encourage you this morning. You've got to know the word better. There's an enemy out there wants to destroy you. And if there were a prowler, a pedophile in your neighborhood, men, you would stand at your door with shotguns, right? You would be up at night. you make sure the doors are locked, the windows are secured. Why? Because there's someone dangerous out there. Friends in Christ, Satan is a lot more dangerous than this. Because a human pedophile may mess your boy up for a little while. But Satan will destroy him forever. We need to know the word. What was I talking about? Oh, God's timing. So they're out camping. And they're having hot dogs. I don't think so, not Jews. And so somebody from Lazarus' house comes and says, look, Lazarus you remember him the one you love just make sure you remember who lazarus is you love him remember that is really sick could you come and help him and jesus okay and he sits what was the difference was it not god's will that he get up no it was god's will that he get up it was god's will that he heal him it wasn't god's timing yet it's ex- extremely significant the timing remember that and so one of the verses right after that said, because Jesus loved Lazarus, you've got to see this, he remained where he was. What do you mean you love Lazarus, but you're not going to heal him? How does that work, God? Because you see, God had something much greater in mind than just keeping Lazarus from dead, from dying. He was going to raise him from the dead, amen? What a deal, what a deal. God's timing, God's means, God's way. Paul reminds, us. I'm not going to read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 13. You might want to read it. Paul is dealing with this issue of the wisdom of God and the wisdom of man and what the activity is here, this whole issue of wisdom and the clashing of wisdom. Extremely important. See, Paul knows that they must not only personally know God's will by the Spirit, but they must have God's wisdom by the same Spirit in order to know how to walk out God's will. Do you have in your notes any listing of wisdom passages? I just put a few in there. Well, actually, all of them that pertain to this in the New Testament. When I meet with folks, assuming not just where you at meeting how you're doing, but even that, even that. The first thing out of my mouth comes, Lord, I need and believe you will give me wisdom, discernment, and understanding. If I don't have God's wisdom, I have nothing for you nothing in fact there have been a couple of times when i have dismissed meetings because i hadn't heard anything from god i said the meeting's over what do you mean that? i don't have anything from, from god i'm not going to just make up something Well, just go do i mean that's some generic thing you need to be reading about but, but whatever but I, and so I, i've dismissed p- some people from meetings why i didn't have anything for them why i don't know why god didn't give me anything and that's his wisdom and in one case that I, at least I know of, and there have not been many cases like this, but even if there are, it's okay with me. It's God's work, not mine. It's his name, it's not mine. It's his reputation, not mine. Who am I? In one, the people came back later and said, oh, thank you, we were so upset that you didn't have me. But when, when we went back, and, we, and God gave them exactly what they needed. This time, God was showing them, yes, pastors are important and all of that. That's right, they, amen, for leadership but sometimes people need to see that God works apart from leadership and also through leadership, correct? So before you run to the preacher, before you run to the counselor, certainly run when you need to, but first ask God for wisdom in your own life for the issues that are dealing, you're dealing with in your own life, correct? Wisdom, wisdom, extremely important remember one of these verses says that christ himself is made unto us god's wisdom he is our wisdom so do we have god's wisdom in us yes we do in christ by the spirit and the activity and the operation of that wisdom is as the holy spirit leads us but the linchpin is that we need to be receiving and understanding that is god's wisdom and then we need to be what obeying that wisdom. How many times have I heard God's wisdom and didn't obey it and realized later I paid a price. Anybody here you've heard God's wisdom and say, "Wow. You know God really does know something more than I do." Isn't it amazing how much God knows? Understanding in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now look, the word and is a coordinate conjunction. It joins two equal issues. So we're not talking about wisdom or understanding. We're not talking about understanding or wisdom. We're talking about these go together. It's a coordinate conjunction, the word and, and it joins two equal things, okay? In some way, these two are being joined. So understanding, what is understanding? It's a sunesis, It means the ability to understand concepts And see relationships between or among issues or concepts. It is the ability by the Spirit to look at the puzzle pieces of my life, the puzzle pieces of my circumstances, the puzzle pieces of your life, the puzzle pieces of whatever it is that we're looking at. So we're looking at all these puzzle pieces and we say, man, That doesn't make any sense to me at all and it's not going to look at your own life does anything really make sense in your life seriously does anything make sense in your life apart from the holy spirit showing you does anything make sense it doesn't make sense it's all crazy it really is crazy and so understanding is god's revelation god's gift for me to be able to look at this collection of isolated puzzle pieces, things and people and circumstances and activities and all of that, looking at it, and God all of a sudden in my mind brings them together in a unity where I see, oh, that's what this is about. That's what this means. Now I begin to what? Understand. Now I see what is happening in my life. Now I see who is behind these issues. Now I see God's purpose. Now I see the purpose of idolatry and the purpose of entertainment and the purpose of Satan through all of these. Now I begin to see this is a very huge issue in the church. Church, we lack spiritual understanding. There are too many of us in this church that a pell-mell running through life and doing things and going places and enjoying activities where we have not seen them from god's perspective we are doing it without spiritual understanding we're doing it because well everybody does it and it's okay to do this and there's not any real harm in that and it'll be okay anytime you think those things that is not the holy spirit speaking god doesn't speak that way on tom speak that way look let's gain knowledge and understanding and revelation here and wisdom here god simply doesn't speak well we've always done that we've always gone here we've always done this kind of thing Well, you know peter you don't know what you're talking about you're interfering you're, no no all i'm asking for is that we be a church in the spirit led by the spirit of god so that all that we're doing is of god's will through the spirit according to his word for him to be able to be praised and his glory to be manifested in our walk amen that's what i'm talking about so much lack of understanding among us so much i just misunderstand and there's so many puzzle pieces so what do i do i go to god and i ask him for what understanding and in the wisdom of God and the understanding of God, everything begins to come together in these particular issues. Or any of you relating to this? Any of you have any personal revelation or anything experience in your life where you looked at something like, good night, what in the world? You asked God to give you, and all of a sudden it came together. Anybody, have ever, anybody ever had any understanding in here? Yes, you can't be saved without that. You can't look at the wicked world and look at the TV. What is happening in the Middle East? Man, my God, my God. God is at work. Now, do I have to like it all? Do I have to agree? No, but I have to know this. God is at work. What's happening in Russia? God is at work. What's happening in all these tornadoes and earthquakes? God is at work. And you see, there's understanding. We begin to see comprehensively as we look at this whole culture of the world, that God's hand is in the midst of this, bringing things together for his eternal purpose and my life in it. Understanding these issues. Where does that puzzle piece go? Where does that go? How does that work? Where does that go? Understanding, bringing it together by the wisdom of the Spirit. Understanding is our spirit-given ability to join the various pieces of the puzzle in such a way as to arrive at the truth. Is that that okay to put it that way for you? Understanding is our spirit-given ability to join the various pieces of the puzzle, whatever puzzle it is. Haven't any of you been puzzled about things? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Putting them together in such a way as to arrive at God's truth. James talked about this issue of understanding. Understanding i'm sorry of wisdom and understanding in james three who is the wise and understanding among you who are these people and then he talked about the wisdom of the world and then he talked about the wisdom of god but the wisdom that is from above verse 17 from god is first pure peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere that's the wisdom of god want to know what the wisdom of god and understanding and your life should look like and does look like if it's from the holy spirit james three seventeen will be your answer it's a real good verse kind of to put down and know something about therefore what we see here is that paul is praying that the church personally knows god's will through personally knowing his word by the spirit who also will impart god's wisdom and understanding in order for us to be able to walk in a manner worthy of the lord fully pleasing to him bearing a whole lot of fruit and increasing in the knowledge of god this will enable us to discern and relate to the culture of this world to relate to its influences and practices so that we will not be seduced by it there's a lot of seduction going on of believers a lot of seduction and a lot of believers saying you see too much wrong you see too much danger okay how many of you would do this and this is a sensitive subject in this church right now because there's two or three people in here so i'm going to ask betty roberts forgiveness if this hits home too closely betty how many of you would if it were possible i suppose it is possible the doctor says to you wendy i just want to put one single little cancer cell on your body all i want to do would you let him now will one cancer cell in your body hurt you just one just one one will it ever hurt you no because we know our bodies are regularly having cancer cells and our bodies regularly but will one hurt you phil just one i mean what brother what can one hurt but do we know if that cancer cell will remain alone or begin to have two then four eight remember how they divide you do remember how they divide geometric 16 32 64 and in no time at all you got millions of these things where did they come from jody just one just one it's just one peter it's just a little bit of something i I like doing that. seduction deception god doesn't speak that way, church. Call me extreme. Call me anything you want. God doesn't speak that way. I see nothing like that in this word. So we we must have this, so we're not seduced by this world. Thus fulfilling God's goal that the earth will be filled with the glory of God. Remember in Habakkuk two fourteen. Amen. Next week, verses 11 to 14, for those of you who weren't in here in the beginning, at the end of verse 12, you'll see in light. I want you to look at that and ponder it or whatever because it's a major revelation. And I don't know whether the Lord would just have that as one teaching, those two words, but we'll have to just find out about that. See you next week. Thank you for being here.